inactive for several days before being diagnosed. The governor of California, Gavin Newsom, said the state was well prepared. We have been in constant contact with federal agencies. We have history and expertise in this space. We are not overreacting, but nor are we underreacting to the understandable anxiety many people have uh, as it relates uh, to this novel virus. Turkey says it's retaliating with force after dozens of Turkish soldiers were killed by airstrikes in northwestern Syria. A senior Turkish official says 29 Turkish soldiers were killed. The casualties mark a serious escalation in the conflict between Turkey, the Syrian government and their Russian backers in Syria's Idlib province. Here's the BBC's Sebastian Usher. President Erdogan has threatened to mount a major military operation against President Assad's forces if they don't pull back from frontline positions near Turkish troops in Idlib within the next two days. Turkey has already been stepping up its military support for the rebel fighters it backs as they mount a counteroffensive to try to win back key towns they've recently lost. Behind this conflict looms the potential of an even bigger confrontation. Turkey and Russia have backed different sides in Syria but have come together to broker battlefield deals in the past few years. That pragmatic rapprochement is now in doubt. Astronomers have detected what they describe as the biggest known explosion in the universe since the Big Bang. The blast came from a supermassive black hole in a galaxy hundreds of millions of light years away and was so powerful it punched a dent 15 times the size of our own galaxy into the surrounding fabric of space. The light from the explosion has been travelling for about 400 million years. That's the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to this abbreviated back chat. I'm Hugh Chiverton and your co-host uh, this morning is Peter Lewis. Peter, good morning, good morning you. to you morning. again. Uh, well, we've just been listening to the financial secretary answering uh, public uh, comments and uh, answering questions on the budget, which he uh, delivered this week. Uh, many on uh, the aspect, on different aspects of that uh, $10,000 for uh, every Hong Kong permanent resident that has been promised by the administration, uh, although heat not burned tobacco, apparently also of most... Uh, in many minds. Well, uh, now's your chance to uh, follow up and uh, uh, discuss further the issues and uh, matters raised by the Financial Secretary and by the Budget Speech uh, from this week. And uh, you can do that by uh, emailing us, backchat at rthk.hk, or commenting on our Facebook page. We're not going to take calls uh, for this section of the programme, but we, we skipped the emails for uh, while the Financial Secretary was here, so uh, now's your chance to uh, uh, send us an email, and we'll do our best to uh, read out the messages. Backchat at rthk.hk once again is the message and our Facebook page is Backchat on RTHK Radio 3 if you've got anything to say. And we're joined for this portion of the programme by uh, shareholder activist David Webb uh, is on the line. Good morning. Good morning, David. Um, a, lot of, a lot of questions as expected to the Financial Secretary about the $10,000 handout. In particular, quite a few people expressed concerns that this was too broad, uh, that it wasn't targeted enough, that people who don't deserve it could apply, such as people living mm. abroad. Even people who are dead uh, mm. apparently might be able to get it. What are your thoughts? Is this really the right way to go about spending uh, our fiscal reserves? No. Uh, it's, it's fiscally irresponsible. I almost fell off my chair when I heard the Financial Secretary just now say that uh, this was a broadly balanced budget. 
Um, it's not. It's, uh, if you look at the numbers and take away the chicanery in it, um, then uh, they're running about uh, next year, or the current year, a, a 50% deficit against revenue. Um, the, I'll come back to that point later, but on the on the $10,000, which, you know, by the way, just happens to be a power of 10. I don't think there's a lot of science in whether it should be 10 or 9 or 11. They just think, well, 10 sounds like a big mm. round number. Um, it, it's, um, you know, it, it's quite obvious what it really is. It's a vote-buying effort. Uh, it's, it's to try to placate the people ahead of September Legislative Council elections. That's why it's aimed only at permanent residents not people who've been paying taxes for six years here and are not uh, uh, yet um, permanent residents. Um, and if they're going to, to do that, then why not be honest about it and use a very simple approach to determine who can get it, which is whether you're on the electoral register or not, because only permanent residents who, who uh, live in Hong Kong can actually uh, have an address in Hong Kong and thereby be on the register of voters. Uh, that, would, that would tend to exclude people um, who have left, um, you know, 25 years ago and are living in Vancouver or Birmingham or somewhere else, mm. um, they would find it quite hard uh, to get registered. Um, the, the FS used excuses about the banks having to modify their systems. That's not true. They've done it once before, and they don't have to re-modify their systems um, uh, to, to um, allow people to apply. I applied online through a bank in 2011 for my share, um, and... Um, a great many people did, the majority, I think. Um, also, uh, for those who are already receiving uh, welfare payments for CSSA, elderly, uh, old age living allowance, uh, fruit money and so on, um, they pretty much all receive it electronically uh, from the government to their bank accounts. So the mm -hmm. government already knows their ID numbers and their bank accounts and can simply add 10000 to the extra month bonus that they're paying of welfare payments in this budget. Mr. Chan said he wanted he was doing this because he wanted to ensure mm. that it supported and, and boosted the economy. But is there really any guarantee that this time it, it's almost no. like helicopter money, isn't it? it? Is. It's, exactly it's not much different. Are calling it helicopter money after Ben Bernanke's uh, theory of helicopter Ben money. So it doesn't um, guarantee it gets yeah. into the economy, does it? It actually no, boosts the no. economy. No, some people will save it. Some people will pay off their loans. Uh, some people will spend it overseas if they're, if they're claiming from Vancouver, as I mentioned, or, or somewhere else. Um, others might um, spend it on a shop on import, in a shop on imported goods, which um, only adds a, a small margin to the local economy if they're buying, say, um, a phone made in China or um, some other um, item. Um, uh, so uh, it's, it's, it's not a sensible way to um, run a budget. Um, they have hoarded and run a structural surplus for the last 22 years since the handover. They've hoarded public money, um, and, and they should be returning it. But remember who paid it in the first place, the taxpayers. Um, uh, why not actually make some permanent reductions in the rates of salaries tax and profits tax, raise the personal allowances, flatten out the tax bans, stop messing around with things like a 50% uh, rate of profits tax, you know, a half, half off um, the first two million, which is just a gimmick designed to. Uh, but okay, uh, yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. But 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 if you wanted to help businesses, and you know, it's very very real for loads and loads of businesses, especially small businesses in in, in Hong Kong, who don't have a lot of fallback, don't have a lot of room, don't have a lot of resources. They're really struggling at the at the moment. How would you help them? Can well, you look, think of a better way? I mean, there are always pros and cons. 
Businesses have good times and bad times, sometimes through natural disasters like we're having effectively now, um, others um, through government-inflicted um, um, policies which uh, triggered the, uh, um, um, the protest movement last year. Um, and, and sometimes, and, for, and, okay. And well, and sometimes for political well, issues, which are global point. issues, which are beyond our control, and sometimes yes, for all so three. And at the moment, you've got everything happening is, at the same time. To use Ravi's words when he called in just now, that that is capitalism. You have the ups and downs. You have profits when you're doing well. You have losses when you're not doing well. If you are long-term profitable, you will have reserves that you can use for occasions like this. Um, and, it's, and it shouldn't be the government's job to to. Um, um, support the marginally profitable or, or loss-making companies effectively watering the weeds and preventing the flowers from growing. But we are going to um, have a lot is. of small businesses potentially going bankrupt pretty soon because of the dire situation the economy you is get, in, you isn't get it? You get that in economic downturns, and that's part of the cathartic process of free markets that allows people to reallocate resources and labour uh, to, to start-ups, to new businesses, um, and, and uh, to more efficient businesses. Uh, not all businesses that are small are efficient and, and um, you know, they, they often can't justify their economic place in the world. It's often, sometimes it's better to run businesses on large scale. Supermarkets, for example, uh, even in a properly competitive environment, um, don't work very well if they only have one outlet. Uh, they don't have the buying powers and the and warehousing and economies to scale. So what, so what do we do about some so, of the employees of those firms who are going to become unemployed? Well, you it's make likely... sure that you have a, that you, that you have a proper uh, welfare system that uh, people can uh, quickly and efficiently access if they are out of work and out of savings. Which we don't. And again, and again um, well, we, have, we do have CSSA, and it is available to people who are, are out of work and out of savings or on very low on savings. Uh, that could be improved upon um, if we weren't spraying money around at other people, there's 71 billion. I, w I did some numbers on the population yesterday. That, that implies 7.1 million claims. Um, I think he said population. six point. I think there might be an administration judge. He was oh, two, he, billion, two billion for the cost of handing out the 71. No, 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 no. Yeah. He said he was talking about 6.9 billion. Uh, right, so, budget, sorry, 6.9 million uh, people uh, yeah, who would uh, permanent residents. The budgeted amount is 71 billion. Yeah. So. If that, if that does include costs, then it's two billion of costs. Call it 6.9 million claims. Um, but no, it's 200,000, isn't it? I mean, yeah. 69, if, if, if you're no, there are 6.9 million claims, then that's 69 okay. billion dollars. $10,000 times 6.9 million. Okay, so now that my point, what I was going to say. Um, is that uh, if you look at our population figure of 7.5 million, that includes 370,000-odd foreign domestic helpers, 1.07 million children who don't qualify, uh, whatever their immigration status, and about 200,000 um, uh, resident, non-permanent residents. Um, so take those numbers away and you end up with about 5.9 million um, resident, permanent residents. That implies that there are about a million non-resident, permanent residents, if you can believe that term, um, uh, who will stand to claim uh, approximately 10 billion Hong Kong dollars that will go straight out of the economy. So, um, you know, that, that's it, it's, um, e economic uh, madness. There are much better ways to stimulate the economy than this. Okay, uh, we got we got a lot of emails. Some some of which uh, were kind of uh, addressed to the uh, financial secretary, but which kind of raise interesting issues. So I'll, I'll sort of recycle those if, if that's okay. I'll just say the timing though. August payments right before a September election. How more obvious could it be? 
All right. Uh, S says, just heard a caller's concern regarding the use of ID cards and deceased persons. Uh, I thought that one needs to come to Hong Kong at least once in three years to revalidate the permanent ID cards. If Only they if you living... are a non-Chinese is the answer. Yeah, that, if, that's, that's you don't more... have three stars. Huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if, you're, if you're born in Hong Kong to a uh, Hong Kong Chinese um, permanent resident, then you are a permanent resident, mm. basically for life. Okay. Um, K, K says, yeah, without coming to Hong Kong. K says uh, banks are required to have the permanent address of all depositors. Why not make it a requirement that the bank's records show a Hong Kong address for all applicants for the ten thousand dollars? That might be uh, an option. Uh, and. Uh, Jay says, this is addressed to the financial secretary again, your decision to gift $10,000 to non-resident permanent ID uh, card holders is baffling. Please explain how will this will increase consumption in Hong Kong. Was this budget even discussed with Exco? Uh, if not, what's the purpose of Exco? Some Exco members don't know the contents of your budget. Uh, why not take up road building or countryside cleaning projects with people who have been laid off? That was uh, Jay's suggestion. Sam says, uh, I'm baffled why the Financial Secretary did not follow the recently concluded uh, District Council voter registration list. This was your suggestion, wasn't it? Uh, uh, to uh, use the uh, voter registration list. Yes, because you, you, on, on pain of um, perjury and so on, you, you have to make a declaration when you apply to vote that you actually live in the constituency. Hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, Sam goes on. Uh, also, why he failed to announce a three-month rent waiver for the tenants, uh, three-month waiver on mortgages for home buyers. It's the landlord who benefit through every budget. That's. Uh, Sam's talk. That's also the case for the rates waiver as well, isn't it? I mean, there's this now that that, that his rate uh, raised the waiver from a minimum of a thousand dollars to two and a half thousand dollars. Isn't it going to be developers who are going to benefit from them? The top ten landlords in Hong Kong. Isn't it one thousand five hundred? I thought it was uh, one thousand five hundred. Maybe one thousand five hundred. Sorry, yeah. There's a, there's, but, a, there's a waiver for non non-resident rate payers in the budget of, of five thousand dollars for two quarters, and then fifteen hundred for the next two quarters. But it's, it's businesses, yeah. it's landlords who are going to get the biggest benefits of this, aren't they? They're, they're going to benefit. I saw one estimate that says they could save, you know, something like $250 million, just the top 10 uh, landlords yeah. in Hong Kong. It, well, it I seems don't know to... what the structure of commercial um, tenants is, is I, but I believe it's normally the tenant that pays the rates in a commercial lease. Uh, so, so it does relieve them. And the point is that they're not receiving, if they're running a shop or, um, or even an office, they may be receiving less revenue than normal because of the uh, uh, constraints of the um, health, health crisis. But a lot of leases have rates exemption, so it, in effect it goes directly to the landlords. Then it, then it would, yeah. Okay. Um... And, it, and, and it, the, the SME scheme, in a way, benefits landlords by, by propping up their ability to pay the rent that they committed to, uh, rather than letting them go bust and let the landlords deal with the uh, problem and re-let the property to someone who does need it. All right, Marcus says, uh, if SS can say he will prioritise the needy in the uh, $10,000 budget, uh, sorry, handout, uh, why can't he exclude the wealthy if he can segment like that? That comes uh, from Marcus. Well, in a way, he's done that on the salaries tax um, uh, um, waivers because it's only the first 100% waiver on the the first 20,000 of tax liability. Um, so the people who have consistently paid, I mean, it's the top 10% of salaries tax of earners in Hong Kong pay pay 90% of the salaries tax anyway, and they're the ones that will continue to because they're only going to be relieved of 20,000. So it, it's um, that, that's what they're doing there, and they've, they've often done that in the past. 
So how are we going to go about repairing this hole in our, in our, in our budget? Because our fiscal reserves at the moment, uh, they're about 40% of GDP. They're going to drop to about 26% of GDP in five years' time. That, that's quite a big, big fall. We've got to do something, haven't we, to try and reverse this. Um, how, how's it going well, to be done? He was they indicating... could go on like this for quite a few years because apart from the um, currently $1,100 billion in, in the reserves, there's also another $600 billion in the exchange fund surplus. Um, so, uh, but but I, as I say, once you start doing this kind of program, um, you raise the expectation, the moral hazard politically, of having to do it quite often rather than do sensible things with the money. I mean, if we were to go to a 10% rate of, of um, salaries tax and profits tax across the board um, and, and, and reduce the reserves that way by running a sort of a deficit for the next 20 years to gradually bleed the money back into the economy from which it was taken, um, then that would be hugely stimulative. It would you know, attract businesses to locate here, to put their headquarters here, um, and, and um, well, uh, uh, professionals uh, to come here. OK, uh, but he was just well, he, he, quite interesting. You know, he mentioned that OECD initiative to, 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 to stop exactly that happening or to stop a race well, no, to the bottom the with, with, with tax rates. doesn't rule Hong Kong. I mean, China indirectly rules Hong Kong. Um, but, but the OECD doesn't. And as long as we are fair to um, um, all sectors and we don't uh, engage in um, favoritism to a particular company, um, then I don't but think... The, but the reality is, there. well, no, but, you know, the reality is that there are, uh, when we all know the names, the big multinational companies, some of the biggest in the world, mm. uh, who are now paying very little tax anywhere because they're, they're well, dodging what, around and the, they're... And the action is, has been designed to stop, and it is stopping. Yeah. Uh, the European Union basically fined Ireland for giving Apple a special deal and made them reverse it. Uh, Ireland actually objected to being fined and, and wanted to carry on with that deal, but I think that they're, they're losing or have lost that I don't game. know, you know, but there might be a lot of popular um, support for that, for a, an but, arrangement like but that. But the point is that you have to show a substance to your business that you're not just using Hong Kong as a letterbox for a, uh, uh, to get a lower tax rate, and, and that would remain the case as it is now. So um, we, we, we certainly can, he can't, the Secretary can't use that as an excuse not to think about lowering tax rates. And then, but there is a uh, risk, isn't and, there? And it's even if this... heading the other way, though. We're, we're, Hong Kong is heading more and more towards a centrally planned big government economy. The, uh, they quietly dropped the target of um, public expenditure limited to 20% of GDP um, three years ago. Um, and now it's uh, targeted for 27% of GDP. I don't know. You say you say that, David, but I mean, but you know, a lot, there are plenty of people, plenty of American think tanks or whatever, who still hold up Hong Kong as a model for uh, uh, a um, a free market economy, one that isn't centrally planned. Well, there's two: the Heritage Foundation and uh, and a, um, another one. Um, but um, you know, they don't they, they don't look so much at the domestic economy um, and. And uh, they, w they would certainly start to revise it if we kept growing our uh, government footprint the way we've been doing. Um, I mean, another example is um, uh, on, um, you know, on the environment. Um, rather than charge diesel duty on vehicles, because of our electoral structure and the votes they have in the election committee and, and LegCo, uh, we're instead going to throw $7.1 billion at them to convert their vehicles from Euro 4 to Euro 5. And we've done that in the past from Euro 3 to Euro 4. It seems like every few years there's another 10 billion or so handout. It was 10 billion last time. Um, rather than putting some uh, stick instead of a carrot and saying, uh, you know, we're going to ban these vehicles after a certain number of years. You can keep owning them if you want, but you can't drive them on our roads. 
um, and we're going to start charging diesel duty to pay for any any um, um, extra payments that we actually make. Uh, they're charging duty on, on petrol, but not on diesel, which is just inconsistent. Um, another thing in the budget I noticed that came out yesterday, the land sale program, uh, they're, they're adopting what they call the two-envelope approach for, for a huge piece of land in central. Uh, I would call it the brown envelope approach, frankly, because uh, once you deviate from the highest bidder wins approach, having set your lease conditions, which may include a certain amount of public space and so forth, but if you then say, ah, oh, let's, let's look at the bids and let's look at the designs and we'll have a, we'll have a beauty parade and so on, then it opens the door to, to influence peddling and corruption and they seem to have forgotten the... Uh, uh, lessons of the um, original proposals for West Kowloon where they wanted a single developer and they had this beauty parade. Uh, you need to have highest bidder wins, even if it does turn out to be um, the people who own the site next door or it turns out to be a mainland... Uh, um, or, or it developer. turns out to be a monstrosity, which is an, which is an well, eyesore. That's why, have, that, that's why you have the town That's board. capitalism. You, you have no, to put up with no, because they still have to get through hideous buildings. Approvals. You, 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 if you win the bid for the piece of land, you haven't finished. You've still got to get approvals for your, um, uh, from the town planning board for your actual development. Um, there are other ways to do that. You can put conditions in the lease, so height limits, um, spread limits, you know, the site coverage and, and requirements for parks and things. All sorts of things can go into the lease. And then you say, what am I bid? And you, get, and you set it to the highest bidder and you're not accused of favouring anyone. One of, um, one of the measures on housing, what, what do you make of his proposal uh, to introduce fixed-rate mortgages, which surely must be a good mm. idea. I mean, there are, it surprises me that we haven't had them uh, well, look, before. It's, but it, It's mission creep again for a government entity that shouldn't be in this business. The Hong Kong Mortgage Corporation should, should be shut down or sold off. Um, and if the private sector wants to offer fixed-rate mortgages, which they do, by the way, on, on um, some uh, tenure, um, then they can do that. But what they're doing is invading the, the, um, um, the private sector by, by stepping into the shoes and saying, oh, well, we don't think the banks are going to do this. We'll do it ourselves and we'll, we'll undercut them in some way by offering attractive rates or we'll, we'll, we'll offer unattractive rates and not get any takers. But why is the government doing that at all? The same with annuities. Why are they doing that at all? But the total, um, the total it, loan amount for this scheme is only $1 billion. Surely that's way too small to, yeah, to make a difference, isn't small it? And then they go, well, that was popular. We'll, we'll, up, we'll up it to $10 billion and so on. Pretty soon you realise the government's taking over a, a piece of the mortgage market um, or the insurance market in the case of annuities. I mean, it wasn't long ago that they announced a, a microfinance scheme as if there wasn't a, a, already a, a vibrant credit market in Hong Kong for personal loans. Um, so... Um, you know, they're always looking for things for these quangos to do. The, the mortgage corporation uh, shouldn't, shouldn't be doing this. Another thing in the um, um, proposals is something called the Hong Kong Growth Fund um, underneath the exchange fund. And what that is is a proposal to have direct investments in what the government um, decides through its uh, hand-picked advisors is a, um, you know, promising Hong Kong business or sector. And that's, a, that's worrying on a number of fronts. First of all, it bypasses LegCo, which would normally need to give approval for setting up a venture capital fund, as they have done before under the uh, Innovation and Technology Fund. So even if you think it's a good idea, it should at least go through LegCo approval rather than be done through our um, exchange fund with, off, off the um, 
outside the oversight of LegCo. Secondly, it competes with the private sector because we do have a venture capital market. Uh, we do have people willing to fund good uh, proposals. And thirdly, of course, it, it uh, opens the door to influence peddling if you tilt the uh, selection of uh, investments in favour of friends. Okay. Uh, so oh. it's a very bad idea. All right. Some thoughts from uh, listeners. Uh, H in an email says, need David Webb for financial secretary in Hong Kong, please. And uh, I sit by the phone waiting for the call. <laughs> well, Craig on Lantau says so uh, on this with the subject line collecting your 10k in person. Uh, he says so. So our smart ID cards are safe and secure. Why not implement a process to claim your ten thousand dollars in cash by one presenting your ID card to a modified Hong Kong bank ATM with an attached fingerprint reader. Second, once you are identified, the bank's ATM dispenses 2k, and the same on the next four visits, which must be 30 days apart. As a result, it's dispensed automatically and over time, which means if you're ordinarily resident in Canada, you might come here and only claim 2000 before heading home. You're also likely to be spending the money in shops and not on a large purchase on the Apple Store. Simple, really. That comes from Craig in Lantau. Well, I think Craig, Craig should probably be uh, Secretary of Financial Services. But it would take so yeah. long. It would take so long, Craig. Okay, uh, Ben says, this is for you, Peter. Uh, ben says, uh, I believe there is no perfect way to distribute 10000 dollars to Hong Kongers. Uh, we say we need efficiency, speed and accuracy, etc. But why we award the money from the government? Because the poor administration of leadership, no democracy in Hong Kong, the CE and tops of Hong Kong governments are authorised by Beijing. Uh, the more they become more and more following the directions of mainland policies. And the government tries to bribe Hong Kong people to forget the anti-extradition bill exercise and to access policy forces for the last eight months. It's ridiculous to increase the budget of policy by, uh, for the police by 25%. I'm strongly against it. That was uh, from Ben. Uh, so thanks very much indeed uh, uh, for that. Any more comments um, as it stands? Um, uh, I mean, the the, the $10,000 is, is, is going to happen. Um, you know, if you wanted to, just very, very briefly, uh, you know, if you wanted to uh, broaden the tax base or look for alternative sources of, of revenue, uh, where where would you find them, David? Webb? Well, look, if we needed to, to raise more money rather than spend what we have more carefully, the simplest way to do it is to adjust the existing rates of tax um, on the least intrusive um, forms of tax, which are profits tax and salaries tax, because no one is deterred from setting up a business by the prospect of making a profit and then having to pay some tax on it. Um, and, and ditto, no one's deterred um, it, within Hong Kong from taking a job by the prospect of having to pay the salaries tax. Uh, obviously, it becomes a competitive issue if we raise it too much, because then people will say, well, it's no longer the best place to book my profits or to work. Um, I'd, I'd rather put my profits in the mainland, for example. We, we, there's no secret that a fair amount of our tax base um, is from the re-export of products from the mainland um, and the design work that goes into them in Hong Kong. So you do have to bear in mind the competition when you do that, but it's, it's, it's the least intrusive form. Other forms of tax are very inefficient, and you don't um, just if you have a low, if you, if you need to raise more revenue, adjust your existing rates, but don't start doing things like they have done with the so-called cooling measures. I mean, do we really need cooling measures anyway now is the question. And secondly, they never worked in the first place because they are a transaction tax, uh, extra stamp duty on the movement of assets. Uh, even when you're making a loss when you sell it, the stamp duty still has to be paid on the transaction. Um, and, and penalties for selling your property within three years when it's your property and under the basic law you should be allowed to sell it whenever you want. 
um, and uh, and so on. So, okay. you know, those measures are still in place. The uh, and they've become hooked on. Yeah, that. they have said um, it's, it's budgeting seventy billion dollars of stamp duty next year. Okay, they have said they will remain in place for the for foreseeable future. David yeah. Webb, thank you very much indeed for for, for joining us this morning. Thank you very much indeed for your observations, Peter. Many thanks to you. Thank you, you. Uh, always interesting uh, doing the financial secretary. We're back mm. to the regular bank chat at eight thirty uh, with Mike Rouse on uh, Monday. I think just talking about uh, general aspects of uh, developments with the coronavirus and uh, uh, COVID nineteen and whatever happens over the weekend.